You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. This is going to be a special time. We have a special guest joining us on this year-end episode of the Paracast. He's the guy from Dark Matters Radio, a very frequent and honored presence on the Paracast community forums, the one, the only, Don Ecker. Don, welcome back to the show. Well, Gene, thank you very much for the invitation. It's a great pleasure to be here. Meantime, we have a lot of ground to cover. Obviously, there are questions from our audience posted in the Paracast community forums, and also lots of things happening in 2012. Of course, some of those things that happened in the field were not always so pleasant, but we'll get to them and looking for projections in the paranormal field for 2013. Now, the one thing I want to ask before we go on here, you've had a love-hate relationship with the UFO field, and this is a question also from our forums, and that is, Don Ecker, why do you stick with it? Why do you still participate? Why do you still do radio shows, et cetera, et cetera? Well, the radio show, as I've often stated, is doing doing radio is is a love of mine, and I am not simply geared toward the UFO topic on the radio. Actually, Dark Matters Radio it gives me an opportunity to explore just about anything, Gene, that uh, strikes my fancy. For example, very recently. We did a program on the 2012 film industry on on movies. Uh, what were the best movies? What were the in in you know our opinions? What was the worst? What kind of movies get people up and out of the house to go see them? And it was a fun show to do. A topic that had basically nothing to do with any aspect of the paranormal. So. The radio thing is is one thing. Now, if you're talking about the UFO topic, and this is something else that I've maintained for years, I have never lost my interest in the mystery of this. The fact that I personally have witnessed, and I believe that there is a very real phenomena out there flying through our skies, to me, is, is beyond any uh, dispute. What that is, that is the mystery, and that's one of the things, I suppose, that kept bringing me back with, a, with an active interest in the subject. It's one of those things that I don't believe we will ever, quite honestly, uh, solve, but that does not negate the fact that uh, we should continue to investigate it. Well, that's what keeps me getting back into this crazy field. But just to go back to what you said earlier, talking about movies for 2012, and some of them had almost paranormal or sci-fi aspects to them. So I'm going to ask you real quickly, let's do a little cultural stuff here. What are your favorite movies for 2012? Boy, I'll tell you. If we're talking about the movie I consider to be the best that I've seen this year, it would have to be Skyfall. The James Bond movie. I have not seen that yet, and I want to. That was just an outstanding uh, film. It had all the elements that uh, James Bond has always been known for. My watching James Bond goes back to the very first Bond film I saw, which was 1963. So James Bond has, has always been the top of my list. Now, 
in the 70s and the 80s, I kind of fell away from it because uh, of the guy portraying Bond, which was Roger Moore. I thought, you know, that <laughs> when you're talking about James Bond, Roger Moore just didn't do it for me. But this this new Bond, Daniel Craig, this guy is uh, has got the right level of menace, the right level of gravitas, if you will. And, uh, hey, let me tell you, uh, when, when I watch him on the screen, he is James Bond. You and, forget Sean Connery then. Oh, absolutely not. But Sean Connery, well, you know, back in the 60s, he was outstanding. He was James Bond. But these days, I mean, Sean Connery is a little long in the tooth, couldn't uh, pull it off. And uh, Daniel Craig is the guy. I think he has the combination of a dry sense of humor, the acting chops. We're talking about a guy who's, what, been nominated for an Academy Award. And that's the thing, too. They get some really good ensemble performers in the James Bond film, Skyfall being the first well, to they... gross a billion dollars. Let's move to some other films. Okay, uh, some other films. I like, and a lot of people didn't, I liked Cowboys and Aliens this year. With Daniel Craig. With Daniel Craig. And, and Harrison Ford. Right. Uh, and and the, Olivia Wilde. The gal from House, <laughs> Olivia Wilde, 13. Right. Now, i got to tell you. She has been in like a thousand films in the last year. That lady is easy on the eyes, you know. <laughs> and I'm a guy. Hey, what can I say? She is easy on the eyes. But uh, I, I very much enjoyed that film for what it was. A popcorn-munching film. You go in for uh, an hour and a half or two hours to take yourself away from the, the real world, munch a little popcorn, maybe drink a soda, and uh, enjoy yourself. And that movie did it all for me. Okay, didn't do well at the box office, but maybe it was a little bit of a hard sell because of the two genres mixed together, the traditional Western and the aliens, the arrival of aliens in... Well, the 19th it's, century. It's it's another film that was taken from uh, graphic novels, kind of like Thirty Days of Night a number of years ago. Now, Thirty Days of Night in the horror genre is one of those films. Granted, it it's an acquired taste because there is definitely some graphic violence in that movie, but it did pretty darned well at the box office, but it is another example of graphic novels making the transition. You know, back in the day, Gene, you and I called them comic books. And, of course, you know, the version of Batman, The Dark Knight. Exactly. Is based on graphic novels. Okay, let's look at one or two more movies, and I'm going to ask Chris if he even goes to the movies anymore and has seen anything. What about the... Other superhero flicks, starting with The Dark Knight Rises, based on the graphic novel. Also, the reworking of Spider-Man and The Avengers. What do you think? Well, I'll be very honest, Gene. I didn't see any of those films. I'm not too much into the superhero genre. Now, if they come out with a, uh, with a new uh, action thriller in the Terminator genre, that is one that i got to tell you. I am hooked on that franchise. I was devastated when they when they knocked uh, the Sarah Connor Chronicles off the uh, Fox network. That to me was some 
really good adult television taken from the uh, the film genre. And having Summer Glau as a Terminator. Well, that works too. I okay. mean, <laughs> that... I don't think she gets enough really good work. I mean, you see her these days a guest shot on a TV show, like, for example, Alphas, which is kind of like almost an X Men knockoff with butents and everything else. Sure. But you don't see her very often. I think she's a pretty decent actress. Not she's just attractive, but I mean, a pretty decent actress. She's and she's not getting enough work. She was great in Firefly. Yes, that uh, was Joss Whedon time? film. Of course, he directed The Avengers. Now, I'll tell you this. I saw The Dark Knight Rises. I saw it in the movie theaters. I saw the DVD. I liked it. I think it was very well done. I saw Men in Black 3, and I thought, considering Men in Black 2 was really awful, the third version with Josh Brolin playing a young Tommy Lee Jones, <laughs> I thought was pretty good. I thought that was pretty well done. I had fun with the Amazing Spider-Man reboot. I thought that was very nicely done. Again, a little darker than the other film. And in 2013, of course, Man of Steel, where they give a very dark interpretation of Superman and his relevance to society. I know Chris is wondering what the heck we're talking about, but I'm sure he's going to chime in in the next segment telling you about his favorite flicks. With Gene and Chris, you're in... The Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Friends, this is Alex Jones for MidasResources.com. For more than 15 years, I have exclusively used Midas Resources for all my precious metal needs. Whether it's bullion or collectibles you're looking for, Midas Resources is simply the best. I own my gold as a hedge against inflation. This Federal Reserve fiat currency could go the way of the Deutschmark and the Weimar Republic any time. In these historically dangerous times, it makes sense to physically hold gold and silver. Midas already has some of the best deals in the industry. But if you give them a call and mention the radio special, they will give you a list of the day's super specials. Midas brokers are standing by to answer all your questions at 800-686-2237. They also have a lot of informative free literature explaining the opportunities and risk of holding precious metals. They are ready to answer your questions at 800-686-2237. Again, that's 800-686-2237. 
We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System system today complete with two black berkey elements for only 231 dollars and the berkey guy will ship your order free of charge with the purchase of a berkey light the berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only 39.99 that's over 30 percent off the retail price call the berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653 that's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com that's goberkey.com today Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. With Gene and Chris, and Chris is feeling a little under the weather today, so if he doesn't speak very much, we will forgive him. But we have Don Ecker joining us for a 2012 retrospective we're focusing on culture pop culture the movies things like that so before i ask chris about his favorite or not so favorite movies or if he even goes to the movies or cares don what movies did you see that you thought were real bad well actually none (laughs) i'm very i'm very particular about what i do go see now gene as you know i do my radio program dmr five days a week So I do not often during the week have a lot of free time uh, when I have shows scheduled to do and the research and everything that that I'm conducting. So really the only time that uh, I have been free to, you know, indulge myself a little bit, like uh, going to see a a movie, uh, is the weekend. And basically Sundays are generally tied up, especially during football season. And, of course, this year my team, the Steelers, uh, are not doing very well, unfortunately. But, but that leaves Saturday. So there are right now a bunch of films that I have not yet seen that I still want to see. For example, uh, Lincoln. Now, Vicky had my wife had the opportunity to go to that, came home just raving about what a wonderful movie that was. 
and I still haven't seen it. So that that's one that's on my uh, must-see list. Another one that uh, I have uh, not yet had the opportunity to see that I want to see is uh, the new version, the reboot of uh, Red Dawn. Now, I saw the original when it came out back in the 80s with Patrick Swayze, Charlie Sheen, and a number of others, and I really want to see this new version to see how it stacks up to the old. Uh, What probably will happen, though, I'll have to wait until some of these are in the red box, I'm sure. I'll tell you what, let's move really quickly here into the promise of 2013 before I ask Chris about his movie favorites or not-so-favorites. And that is, for 2013, we have Christopher Nolan producing a reboot of Superman, starting from scratch with Russell Crowe as Jor-El. We have Kevin Costner as Jonathan Kent. We have, for example, and this is interesting, Lawrence Fishburne as Perry White. He'd be the first black Perry White. There's no Jimmy Olsen that I know of. Amy Adams as Lois Lane. Henry Cavill, a distinguished British actor, becomes the Man of Steel or Superman. Now, if you've seen the latest trailer, it's showing a darker interpretation. It's showing him in chains before the military. And, of course, one of the military people is played by Christopher Maloney, used to be with the Law and Order Special Victims Unit show, and he did a short stint on True Blood. He plays a general in this movie. So it looks like they're doing the same thing to Superman as they did with Batman. What do you think that's going to turn out to be, Don? I think that the last thing in the world we need right now is a reboot of Superman. This is one of the things that we discussed a little bit on my my Movies of 2012 show, and that is the fact that it seems that Hollywood anymore is simply incapable of coming up with any original ideas or concepts. So they basically take the old concepts and reboot them. Exactly. I understand. So what about the Star Trek reboot? Did you like that? I did. Okay, so there's going to be another one next year. It will not be Khan. By the way, the villain is not going to be Khan. But you see, Star Trek did something that was rather clever. And what that was with this reboot, they ended up going into a different timeline. Now, if you're a science fiction aficionado, you know what I'm talking about. The uh, reboot had, uh, at the very beginning of the film, had uh, time travel coming back. And then some, and if you haven't seen the movie, you really should if you're a Trek fan. It had some uh, things that happened that really deviated away from the original. And if you know anything about the theory of of time travel and paradoxes and what have you, uh, it worked for me. What about you, Gene? Well, they put the whole thing into an alternate universe there. And we talk about alternate universes with regard to the UFO mystery, whether some UFOs or all UFOs, some paranormal phenomena, is originating from some kind of alternate universe. So this is a concept that we understand. So basically, suddenly the Romulan, renegade Romulan, comes back in time, and he changes the future. So we still have Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock and the whole crew and Scotty. But the lives are different, so they could basically throw away all the Star Trek canons and all the stuff in the past except for the basic characters and write new stories. And even if they differ from all the TV shows and the other movies, it doesn't matter. This is an alternate universe. That's how they get away with it. Chris O'Brien. Did you see any movies this past year? Uh, I saw a few. 
<laughs> most most of them I wasn't too impressed by. I rarely walk out on films because I'm I'm pretty selective about what I go see. But I walked out on that Batman movie. I, I just it, it was awful. It was terrible. I, I it just it was depressing. It was uh, I think uh, questionably politically motivated. Uh, you mean like the ninety nine percent and the one percent? Yeah, yeah. I just I, I really felt it was disingenuous. Um, I I literally walked out. A friend of mine and I just we looked at each other and said, "Let's go," and we did. I can't remember the last time I walked out on a movie. Did you give I, up on it like? when? Did you get as far as the point where Batman's back is broken by Bane? Yeah, I think that's about about when we walked out. Now that's something that comes from the comic book, of course. You know, in the well, comic I'm, book, you Bane know, I'm not a big, breaks uh, Batman's back. Guy. I, I, I've said? never really, I've never been into superheroes and oh, okay. all that. I, I have, I have a hard enough time playing myself, let alone uh, aspiring to that that place. I did, I did uh, see um, Cowboys and Aliens. Was very let down. I thought it was um, shallow. It didn't have, you know, with the quality of actors that that they you know, had cast in in the film. I thought the script was poor. Uh, it just, it left me cold. I, I wasn't, wasn't impressed. Some of the special effects were decent, but you know, it was, they telegraphed everything. Um, I, I really didn't like it. One movie I, uh, another movie I, I saw that I didn't like was the, uh, the Leo uh, DiCaprio movie on, on J. Edgar Hoover. I thought he did a, a good job. It was incredibly miscast. Uh, it was a decent script. But again, I, it, it left me cold. Okay, no disagreement there. I felt just about the same about Hoover. One movie I did see that I liked a lot, uh, surprisingly so, was The Artist. Um, I really felt they did a good job in that. And it's rekindled my interest in, in the silent movie uh, era, you know, from, from the 19, early 1900s through... Uh, nineteen, you know, the late nineteen twenties, and I've actually started researching some of my my film school directors, Jean Cocteau, and and uh, and other French directors, and also the German uh, uh, impressionists and and uh, expressionist uh, filmmakers. So that was actually very uh, very good and and inspiring to me. I think they did a very good job. We're going but- to have to do this good job here and. Break for our benefactors with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com slash radio, DreamHost.com slash radio. Magazine provides true reports of the strange and unknown. Keep up with the latest on angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, life after death, and much, much more. To receive your free issue of Fate Magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate 
awaits. If you owe the IRS back taxes, listen carefully. Sweeping changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever eliminate their tax debts once and for all. And now I can help you reduce or eliminate your tax debts and end your tax nightmare. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I've helped thousands of people reduce and eliminate tax debts they couldn't pay. And after more than 30 years of experience dealing with the IRS, I can tell you there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. And with the IRS's new policies, it's easier than ever to put your tax debt behind you once and for all. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. Call 800-346-6829. Learn how I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. You land in Buenos Aires, then are shuttled to Santa Rosa, where a nicely furnished cabin with all amenities, Wi-Fi, executive food and wine, and laundry service awaits. After a good night's sleep, your adventure begins. You're on a golden stag safari for big game. But it's not Africa, it's Argentina. One-on-one guided hunts for water buffalo, cougar, bighorn rams, wild boar, and the biggest stag deer in South America. All gold medal quality. All the action you can handle. Land Rovers. Top rental guns with scopes. All food, beverages, hunting guides, ground transportation included, and more. All more affordable than you can imagine. The adventure of a lifetime starts at GoldenStagSafaris.com. The big game hunting ranch. GoldenStagSafaris.com. We have witnessed two terrible storms in the east, but we are still in the eye of the perfect storm. The most devastating economic condition since the Great Depression. America's worst drought in agricultural history. And now the economic results of the presidential election. This perfect storm is a huge threat to everyone's food supply. I just doubled down and got even more supplies from eFoods Direct, and I recommend you do the same. It's time to get your own supply from eFoods Direct. I know I won't be standing in a bread line trading my freedom for food. I'm taking control of my future, and you're nuts if you don't do the same. Go to eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex to find the specials, and you can start with a holiday gift pack that's normally $80, now under 50 bucks. Remember, I can warn you, but I can't feed you. Call 800-409-5633 or eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex. Would you rather prepare six months too early or one day too late? 409-5633 or eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex. Hi, this is nuclear physicist lecturer Stanton Friedman. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. A little pop culture to start out our end-of-year session with Gene and Chris talking to Don Ecker of the Dark Matters radio show because Don, as he indicated in the first segment of the show, doesn't focus just on UFOs and the paranormal, but on pop culture. So you're not a superhero fan, therefore, Chris, you're not anticipating the reboot of Superman in 2013? I think it's a terrible idea. Hollywood, Don, you brought up a really good point. Hollywood is so bereft of of new ideas. They're having to recycle, you know, these these tried and true sort of hits from the (laughs) greatest hits from the past. 
Starsky and Hutch would be the 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 classic example of a oh boy, a film and the A Team was also made, really bad. Remade. The A Team was really bad. But you know the one I really really was disappointed with. They did a remake of I Spy. Now I Spy was a 1960s buddy TV series with Robert Culp and Bill Cosby, and this is the first time that a black actor was placed in a lead heroic role. And he won Emmys for it or was nominated in a TV series. So they bring Eddie Murphy to be Bill Cosby. And it was a bad comedy. It was so badly done. And I think most of the TV remakes have been awful. I think on a rare occasion you do see things. I happen to like the way they handle The Dark Knight on the movies. If you don't like it, that's where we go. So what about the Star Trek reboot? Chris, did you go for that? You know, I, I actually... I, I, I liked it. I thought the actors were, were really well cast. I think the plot was kind of a retread of, you know, a number of, of Star Trek uh, movies and episodes uh, from the past. I think it has potential. I think they did, a, again, the casting was very, very well done. Special effects, obviously, were, were really, you know, I, I was very impressed. But... You know, they're really going to have to get some good writers. They should get Tracy Torme involved and get Tracy to help develop some script ideas. I think Tracy really uh, would be a really good person uh, to do that. And, Don, uh, congratulations on getting Tracy out of retirement. And I understand uh, I spoke with him a couple of weeks back, and, and he's doing a um, a, a series of um, uh, really cool uh shorts with you uh that's that's really good to see uh tracy of course has gone through some health difficulties and he seems to be bouncing back and has a rekindled interest in the in the the subject of ufos and and the paranormal and it's good to see uh it's good to see him back next time you talk to him give him my best for me well i certainly will thank you let's look at our own little corner of the world here passings in 2012 of course jim mosley and I wanted to mention this because we had a Jim Osley memorial episode with just a handful of the people we would have wanted to have had on the show. But you, Don Ecker, made a pithy comment about Jim Mosley in one of your early appearances, one of our classic moments on the Paracast. Well, where you... <laughs> oh, right. classic Don Ecker moment. <laughs> so now looking at the life of Jim Mosley, now that he's no longer with us, how do you look at him now? Well, Jim Mosley is a giant name going back over 50 years in the UFO field. And uh, there's undoubtedly uh, contributions that Mosley made, especially in, in the earlier years. Uh, Mosley had an extremely colorful past. Uh, I mean, we're all aware of some of the pranks, the hijinks, the hoaxes that uh, Mosley and, and uh, some of his compatriots pulled, mostly on the gullible UFO public. I think in later years, uh, when Mosley was doing Saucer Smear, undoubtedly there were some high comedic moments that Mosley highlighted in his, uh, news, his uh, newspaper or his uh, sheet that he was publishing. Uh, often, uh, except for love donations, what Mosley called his love donations, he sent these things out free. And uh, I think, you know, there was 
certainly some humor, some good in that. I, I think, though, that uh, in the last several years, however, uh, mostly, although he didn't let it go full bore, I think uh, Jim had, if you will, sometimes a, a mean streak that he let uh, shine through. How so? Well, you and I never actually discussed what it was that uh, caused me to have the feelings that I had for Jim. Why don't you just recap those feelings for those who haven't heard our promotional literature and recordings and those who didn't hear some of your previous appearances on the Paracast? Back in the early, early 90s, when uh, I had come on board UFO Magazine, which I started, I started writing and researching for UFO Magazine about 1988. And one of the things that, that I did, coming from a background of law enforcement, I had no doubt in my mind that the UFO phenomenon was absolutely real. Now, what that phenomenon was then and what it is today is certainly open to conjecture. However, the fact that there was something happening in our skies and sometimes on our ground was, for me, uh, there, there was no, uh, no argument about that. Now, Coming from a law enforcement background, basically what I wanted to do was to treat any case that I researched absolutely no differently than I would have treated any crime that I had ever investigated. And my wife, who was the founder and publisher of UFO Magazine, came from a journalist background. So when we were talking about this, and, and certainly with all the hijinks and... Uh, the crapola that often flowed from the UFO field, we decided to go and do this simply as journalistically as we could do it. The things that we could prove, we certainly offered the proof. The things that were questionable, we pointed out that that was questionable. And taking that stance, Gene and Chris, I felt could also be applied to the people in the field. Now, there were then, and just like there are today, there are a lot of extremely questionable people in the UFO field. And at that time, there was uh, a number of people that were making a great splash in the UFO arena that were coming out with some astounding assertions. And one of those people was a guy by the name of Milton William Cooper. Now, Cooper a name that is fairly uh, familiar even today, uh, 10 or 11 years after he was killed in a shootout with police. Cooper was quite a character. Volatile, combustible, grandiose, uh, somebody that often would uh, attend these conferences, giving presentations. He was quite a, a drinker. And to make a long story short, the guy was poison, and I ended up doing a rather extensive uh, expose on him. Now, that certainly lit him up, and he immediately went after myself, after the magazine, after my wife, and uh, the guy was just pure scum, okay? Now, Mosley always being somebody that wanted to get out there and have uh, a little fun with the topic basically solicited these feuds in his uh, publication, Saucer Smear. He wanted to keep them going. 
Exactly. He was a pot stirrer. That, it's one of the things that I really liked about Jim is that he was a pot stirrer, but sometimes it went a little bit overboard. Well, what he did, and this is the thing that he did, Cooper sent some letters to Mosley and claimed that I had totally fabricated my military background, that I had never served in the military, that I had never been a Vietnam veteran, that I had never been a police officer, and that my wife, okay, had been co-opted by the CIA because she had been a bookkeeper back in Washington, D.C. for the Sidney Biddle Barrow uh, Mayflower Madam. I'll tell you what, we'll get into much more of this and why there was a falling out, so to speak, between Don Ecker and the late Jim Mosley. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. If you're considering a water filter, have you heard about Aquapail? Aquapail from FreezeDryGuy.com has huge advantages over many other water filters. American-made Aquapail units are designed and engineered to not just filter contaminated water, but capture or kill all bacteria and viruses to non-detectable levels. Aquapel has the fastest flow rate of any other water filter on the market, filtering a gallon of contaminated water in about five minutes. That's water when you need it. Now, get the world's fastest, safest, and most reliable gravity-fed portable water treatment system for surface, well, and wastewater sources. Aquapel. Available in four sizes starting at only $100. In all orders to the lower 48, ship free. Call 866-404-3663 or go to freezedryguy.com. That's 866-404-3663 or freezedryguy.com. 100% veteran-owned. The Freeze Dry Guy. In the U.S., one in every 50 homes will have a break-in this year. Burglars call it smash and grab. Police call it robbery. We call it avoidable. We are Fake TV, a simple electronic device that can fool even professional burglars. Fake TV easily plugs into any outlet and simulates the changing colors of a television. 
To a burglar, it looks like someone must be home watching TV, so they'll likely move on to an easier target. At only $34.95, fake TV costs less than a month of most alarm monitoring plans and makes a great Christmas gift, or it's perfect if you're traveling over the holidays. Order your fake TV by calling 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. That's 877-532-5388 or faketv.com. Fake TV, the burglar deterrent. I have bought a few bottles of heart and body extract and have to say that it, it certainly does work. That's what Jack from Michigan had to say after his experience with heart pain and what he did to treat it with heart and body extract. I actually had a huge heart flutter. I was also having some edema around my ankles and very worrisome clot in my uh, right leg that would happen from time to time while I was trying to sleep. Heart and body extract is all natural with no negative side effects. It will help repair or correct past problems associated with the heart and body circulation. After my second bottle of heart and body extract, all problems are now gone. Order at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. I ordered a third bottle of heart and body extract for maintenance as I want to keep everything working. Order heart and body extract at 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. Heart and body extract for a long and healthy life. This is Leslie Kane and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information and you are listening to the Paracast. With Gene and Chris in the PowerCast, our year-end show featuring Don Ecker of the Dark Matters radio show. And now we're talking about the late William Cooper's allegations against Don Ecker that I gather Don mostly printed. Yes. Yes, he did. Now, here, here was the thing. We were journalists, okay? We were journalists that were publishing and researching and, and what have you, UFO magazine. Now, what does a journalist do when he or she is out covering a story and uh, they're taking quotes? And some of these quotes were certainly uh, litigious in, in a courtroom setting. They get all sides of the story. Well, Mosley never bothered to call us up or anything about these allegations that uh, Cooper had made. Now, what he did do was he called up Russ Estes, a television producer, who was a friend of mine and somebody that Mosley also knew very well. And he asked Estes about these allegations that Cooper made. And Russ, whom uh, knew me very well, told him, oh, Jim, that's absolute crap. Okay, Cooper is, is, is basically, he's a nutcase. Well, Mosley never called me, and he went ahead and he printed these anyway after Estes had told him that it was untrue. Now, when I read that, I had an explosion, and I was determined, okay, Mosley, I'm going to sue you. So I started talking to attorneys, okay, and the fact of the matter was they wanted starting at $5,000 up front to even begin to initiate a lawsuit. Now, that's interesting here, too, because some attorneys, wouldn't they do this on contingency if they think they could win something, win damages? This is L.A., baby. <laughs> okay. This is L.A. They want to see the money up front. 
And the cheapest attorney that I could find wanted five grand to begin this, uh, this litigation. And I honestly, I didn't have it because had I have had it, I would have been happy to go after Mosley. So that was the bone of contention that lay in my breast for many, many years. So when uh, you talked to me that very first time on the Paracast, and you ask, uh, you were asking me about uh, my impression. This is when I had, when I had actively left research about various people in the field, and uh, you you mentioned Jim Mosley. Well, that was a spontaneous eruption. You said, "quote." I said, if Jim Mosley and I were walking in the desert a thousand miles from any water source and Jim self-combusted in front of me, I would not piss on Jim to put the fire out. That's what I said. One of the classic moments. Now, (laughs) indeed, now looking at that in retrospect, have you come to forgive Jim for what he did for publishing that letter? Well, it's water under the bridge. Uh, Jim has... Or something else under the bridge in this case. Right. And Jim has left the stage, so I've come to terms with it. I mean, there's not a heck of a lot I can do about it now. But no, that that will always remain probably a, a somewhat of a bone of contention in me. But I certainly uh, didn't want to see uh, uh, mostly go in the circumstances that he, that he went. I felt bad about that. Well, it wasn't as ways to go the most pleasant departure but you know jim was the kind of person who could be a trickster in his own way he liked to stir up the pot and if there was information about somebody that was unfavorable even if that person was a friend and he sometimes ran things about me that maybe i would have preferred he didn't run in fact there was going to be something about me in the final issue of saucer smear but i don't know if it will ever see the light of day it was printed and I don't know when or if it'll be distributed. But if we look at Jim Mosley today, you know, he did some pretty good work early on. Of course, he published the Adamski expose issue. He kept the interest up when things were not going too well. Do we look at Jim as primarily a UFO pop culture kind of person or what? I think we we would almost have to. Uh, his name is synonymous with people like Donald Kehoe, with Ivan Sanderson, Long John Neville. Uh, you know, I came across some recordings of the Long John Neville show, which was, you know, the godfather to anybody that's ever done a radio program dealing with the paranormal UFOs. Long- Before Art Bell, ladies and gentlemen, there was no Art Bell when Long John Neville was around. But he wasn't just the progenitor of the paranormal talk radio. Talk radio in general, he was one of the pioneers. Well, he was, and uh, he went from the 50s all the way up through the mid-1970s. At one point, was the powerhouse radio program overnight in New York City or coming out of New York City had a number of extraordinary coups on his radio show. And, uh, you know, Mosley was often a guest on, on that program or sitting in a panel of uh, quote-unquote experts that uh, Long John would, uh, would talk to. So, yeah, there were some absolutely fascinating uh, broadcasts that, uh, that I was able to hear. 
from that time period. Maybe we should segue away from Jim Mosley into other people who have passed on recently. Lucius Farish. A guy that did a tremendous service for the UFO, especially the research people within the, the field of UFO research. Lucius, for years, had uh, collected and then distributed, uh, often from totally obscure sources, uh, news stories from literally around the globe. Uh, and not only that, which uh, when we were publishing UFO magazine, we were on his uh, list. We uh, traded out uh, his news service for UFO. Uh, but he also held conferences down in uh, uh, his neck of the woods. Uh, yeah, Eureka Springs. Uh, Springs. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, the the Ozarks uh, Eureka Springs conference. Out of all the conferences um, I've been to in the last twenty years, I I learned more and met more quality. You know, just tough-nosed, hard-assed researchers and investigators at that conference and any other um, serial conference uh, that I ever went to. And, you know, Lou did a very good job, I think, in giving a platform for people that were up and coming in the field. Uh, the first conference I ever spoke at was the Eureka Springs Conference um, in 1994. And I was a nobody, but I was sitting on an incredible amount of data um, that I had researched and compiled and was in the midst of a, a pretty impressive sighting wave in the San Luis Valley. And and on Sundays, uh, you know, the conference ran several days, but on, on Sundays he would have a, a rapid-fire 20-minute uh, segment uh, per speaker kind of uh, program. And, you know, uh, it was much to uh, to lose credit. Uh, I think he he made sure that I was involved uh, anytime I was there, and and um, I think he was a real unsung hero in the field. I I really I'm just wondering to myself who do we have in the field today that's going to replace someone like a Lou Farish or a Jim Mosley or some of that you know that sort of the younger brothers of the old guard that are now passing on and 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 this is a real i think this continuity issue within the field of ufology is is really important and not enough people are talking about it and really scratching their heads and 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 coming up with with some ways to to keep the momentum going and and you know Lou to me was a real unsung hero that UFO news clip clipping service that he had uh was invaluable and Prior to the internet, that was that was our internet for UFOs, and and um, I look forward to that coming every month, and and really kind of keeping a pulse on on sighting events, you know, people out there investigating, and and how the media at least was handling um, this subject. So uh, I digress and uh, continue. Yeah, that uh, you're absolutely correct. Um, and today, looking at what is around, and it's mostly Internet-based, and at best, most of it is highly questionable. I think that uh, research, especially in the field of unidentified flying objects, has, uh, to coin a, a current phrase, gone over the cliff. Before we go over the cliff on the show, 
And by the way, there definitely will not be any cliff notes of this episode. We want you to hear every single second of it. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, and carding to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Preparedness is simple when you have the right stuff. And with the looming threat of economic collapse and possible service interruption, it's time to get the best-in-class preparedness stuff at DisasterStuff.com. DisasterStuff.com has been serving smart preppers for over 15 years with quality products like Berkey water filters. DisasterStuff.com is the official Berkey in-stock shipping center. And as always, free shipping on all Berkey products. Stock up on water barrels and accessories. Get Country Living or Wonder Mill grain mills. Excalibur food dehydrators. Tatler reusable canning lids. Sun oven solar cookers. EMP bags to protect sensitive electronics. And don't be without your Life Straw personal water filter. All from DisasterStuff.com. Preparedness is simple with the right stuff from DisasterStuff.com. Freedom through self-reliance and personal responsibility. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. With Gene and Chris and the Paracast, we're remembering 2012, some of the passings of 2012, and also looking at some of the perspectives of Don Ecker, who's been in the field for a long, long time. We talked about Lou Farish, who did a lot of good work in just letting people know what was going on. That was one of his biggest contributions, to let people know what was going on in the field, give people all these updates, because a lot of times you had these stories about UFOs that would appear in a small newspaper somewhere, and it wasn't like the Internet, where something happens, it goes viral, there was no viral spread of information, and you wouldn't even know that there was a sighting or some unusual event, and people like Lou Farish would spread it. Today, would we need that kind of service, or do you think the Internet provides a proper way of getting this information done? I do not think the Internet provides a way. You know, there's a fallacy out there today among people 
that consider themselves UFO research aficionados. And that fallacy is, and I think Chris will probably agree with me, that you can do all of your research on the computer. Now, sorry to disabuse you of that notion, but if you're serious about this, and it's like anything else, you've really got to get out there, you've got to dig in, you've got to talk to people, you've got to talk to experts, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, that's just simply not being done to any great extent that I can see. Yeah. Chris, uh, would yeah, you? I, I, I totally agree, Don. I think the Internet is a, is a really good resource to kind of clue you in on something or, or give you a, a heads up on something. But you've got to turn your computer off and, and start dialing the phone. You have to start you know, cultivating personal relationships, talking with people, gathering sources. Those sources will feed you leads. Those leads will feed you other sources. You need to get confirmation of events. You need to get corroboration. It's like conducting a criminal investigation. Exactly, Don. And, and any law enforcement person will tell you that it, you, you've, you've got to dig. You can't take anything that comes across the inter- Internet at face value. Even if it comes from the New York Times or the History Channel website or whomever, it doesn't matter. You have to get corroboration and some sort of, you know, you, you have to dig. You have to, you have to come up with, with, with more sources to support, you know, an extraordinary claim. You know, one thing we don't have in the news field as much as we used to is investigative journalism and fact-checking. I mean, don't have anything. Right. I mean, at one time we had whole departments at a newspaper that would do the fact-checking, that would do the investigative reporting. Now when we have fact-checking, it's restricted to a handful of people who do it with regard to political claims. So, for the example, the Washington Post says, okay, that claim from... This politician, it's got three Pinocchios or four Pinocchios, depending on the extent of the lie. I thought that would have a response. Yeah, well, uh, you're right. I mean, I mean, Newsweek just announced they're not going to have a print issue anymore. If you're a subscriber to Newsweek, you've got to read them online. That's not so bad, not having a print edition. We understand print is going by the wayside, though I'm disappointed over that. I think part of the issue here is that you don't have a staff to really edit the pieces. Make sure a story before it goes out is properly, carefully checked. Well, we we live in an age right now of decreasing uh, decreasing revenues from any number of sources and news departments, especially uh, because of the bottom line, have been hard hit and like television. Uh, news broadcast uh, and news departments, uh, print uh, news departments and uh, the bottom line, uh, which go hand in hand, have been cutting back, cutting back, cutting back. I mean, you know, back in the 60s, if uh, and you guys uh, will remember this, back in the 60s, for example, all three major networks had extensive, extensive, extensive foreign news uh, services reporters that traveled the world. They had news bureaus in places like uh, Moscow and 
in Berlin, in Germany, and in France, in England. Uh, because if a story broke, I mean, you know, the reporters were there to cover it. Well, no more. They they don't have that anymore. Well, and, we also what we have now is a consolidation of of ownership of media outlets, so that it it's become this. You know, you have a choice of three or four sources to go to. Where and back in the back in the day, as you were pointing out, Don, you had a multiple amount of of, of resources uh, in terms of research material to pull from. Now everything is being consolidated. And with consolidation comes control, spin, and and those things that um, Fox News is really good at doing. You know, one of the things also, Chris, is the fact that these days they expect the news division of a TV station or network to make a profit. You know, in the old days, the profits didn't matter. Now it has to make a profit in the same way as a reality show or NCIS, a drama if it doesn't show a profit, they don't like it. And therefore, they will manipulate the network, especially cable TV and cable TV news, to become entertainment centers. They promise to deliver the news, but what they're really doing is delivering something for the maximum ratings and the maximum advertising income. Absolutely. And not only that, but you have this whole kind of reliance in in the political realm of poll data and and you know these test groups where you spin your particular message to a group of of potential voters and then based on their response you then spin your material and everything is becoming so homogenized and so bottom line oriented that i think we're really turning into a society of approximation you know it's it, everybody's trying to homogenize everything down to where it's palatable for most people to understand or, or even, you know, listen to. What do you think about that, Don? Do you, do you see a watering down of, of culture here in this, in this regard? There, there's a watering down of practically everything. Um, back in the day when uh, I was doing, uh, well, my earlier radio broadcast, and even at the very beginning of uh, Dark Matters Radio, which took place around 2004. Uh, Often, during that time period, uh, I was still broadcasting with film and television uh, star Dwight Schultz. And Schultz had a a very clever take on uh, his views on how the media was... uh, Evolving or devolving, depend, depending upon your point of view. And by the way, let's mention here of the fact that he's a very smart guy, Dwight Schultz, but you all have to know him from the A-Team, and also he was in Star Trek Next Generation. Oh, yeah, and Voyager. Sure. Well, Schultz said uh, that news reporters now no longer give the news. They give their views. And basically, the spin that is often put on any story is uh, it's pretty evident that is what is happening. For example, now, right now as we do this broadcast, one of the hottest political potatoes that's on the boiler is uh, the question of gun control, uh, firearms. Now, I don't know, and, and if you try to talk about this particular topic and you're trying to be uh, factual, 
you're trying to be logical, uh, you run into basically a wall of emotion. And the wall of emotion is uh, often spun, particularly uh, by the media sources and by political sources that have a particular agenda when it comes to questions of uh, the Second Amendment and questions of uh, gun control. And we'll go into more of that debate, gun control and more, with Gene and Chris talking to Don Ecker. You're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Have you ever felt like the United States government knows way too much about your financial affairs? I continue to hear stories about property seizures, frozen bank accounts, confiscation of stocks and bonds. It makes me wonder if the U.S. citizen will ever again have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Unfortunately, with the Drug and Money Laundering Act, the IRS Revenue Ruling 6045 of 1984, and the Trading with the Enemy Act and Franklin D. Roosevelt's Executive Order of 1933, some precious metal holdings are subject to government intervention. For this reason, Midas Resources has prepared a report explaining the boundaries of trading precious metals privately. Whether if you have any intention of trading with Midas Resources or not, I have instructed my representatives to give this report out free. Call for your free copy at 1-800-686-2237. When investing, always proceed with caution. Again, call 1-800-686-2237. Exercise your legal right to trade metals privately. 1-800-686-2237. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years in serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. 
Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP as slim as possible. Gene and Chris in the Paracast, we have Don Eckert of the Dark Matters Radio Show exploring pop culture, UFOs, the paranormal, and lots more. And we were focusing here on the questionable, controversial subject of gun control and the Second Amendment. Don? Well, actually, what we were talking about was the media. And I was using the topic sure. of gun control and the Second Amendment as an example. Let's face it, when, when you're... Looking at the facts, this nation was originally founded as a result of the crown, the British uh, crown, attempting to disarm American uh, citizens at Lexington and Concord in April of 1775. That is the, uh, the geographical location where the uh, shot heard around the world was fired. That was the spark that caused the American Revolution. Now, the same thing today. There are people that are absolutely passionate about this on both sides of the equation, whether you're for or against gun control. Now, the media traditionally has always turned a very jaundiced eye on this. Now, the simple uh, fact of the matter is if you're talking about gun control, you're talking about laws that are already on the books. Now, who obey, obeys those laws? Well, uh, traditionally, uh, honest citizens and law-abiding citizens are the people that obey laws. Who doesn't obey laws? Well, criminals. And criminals, if uh, they want to carry out some nefarious act, uh, it won't matter how many laws are on the books. Right. Locks only keep out honest people. Exactly, exactly. And criminals will uh, somehow come up with a pair of bolt cutters. Well, so, when you it know, comes to gun control, Don, it's it's not the gun. You know, the gun is 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 the the method of the crime. It's it's the criminal. It's the gun wielder. Well, you know? if, if it ever comes to to, for example, the attempt by the federal government to ban and go out and confiscate firearms. You know, I was just recently briefly talking about this very topic with someone, and I said, you know, when I was in the Army, they taught me a lot of nefarious things to do, 
involving everything from firearms to knives to explosives. I said, do you realize that even with a total ban on guns, which, number one, would never work, uh, we banned heroin and meth, uh, meth and uh, cocaine and how many other you know, substances have we banned? And has that stopped any of it? Of course not. As long as there uh, is a black market for something, it doesn't matter what the government says, people will find a way to get around it and get whatever it is they want. So I, I was telling this guy, I said, do you realize that in a matter of, oh, an hour at most, I could manufacture for my own use a perfectly serviceable firearm? It would be a single shot, but if I wanted to uh, to have a gun and I couldn't get one through lawful or legal means, I could make myself one. And the guy said, what are you talking about? I said, well, this is what you do. And I explained to him how I would go about making a single shot item that would be perfectly good for uh, one shot. And he said, well, how would you power it? And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, what would you use for gunpowder? And I said, match heads. He said, match heads. I said, you bet. You get, you know, a dozen or, or maybe a dozen and a half books of matches, scrape all that material off the match end, grind it up, put it down the barrel, put your projectile on top of that, and, buddy, you've got yourself a perfectly suitable single-shot uh, weapon that's only good at close range, but, hey, you know, it works. I guess what I'm trying, <laughs> what I'm trying to point out is that uh, these bands are uh, simply a patina to feel good because in practical practicality, they don't do a damn bit of good for anybody. What about some limited regulation, though, in terms of licensing, checking people for criminal records, stuff like that? Let me ask you a question. Right now, today, if we're talking about this, this subject of gun control, what are two of the most violent cities in the United States? where if you go, there's an excellent possibility that if you go into the wrong part of town, you're going to end up dead. Washington, D.C. is right up the top of the list. Chicago, (laughs) Illinois, and Washington, D.C. Which have, by the way, some of the most stringent gun controls anywhere. Exactly. Well, you know, maybe that's also a matter of striking a balance with anything. You have to strike a balance. Like, for example, a couple of states have now allowed recreational use, I guess, of marijuana. And anything that's done with proper controls and responsible controls can work. Certainly kids shouldn't be smoking marijuana any more than they should be drinking alcohol. But if you have proper controls over adults consuming marijuana, not driving under the influence, because that's a crime no matter what, and you can endanger people, that would be responsible. It's where things are irresponsible that we run into problems. Or they try too hard, they just tempt people. Well, sure. And California was one of the states that led the way on that with a medicinal use of marijuana. And when the California uh, legislature passed those laws, especially here in the Los Los Angeles area, uh, pot shops sprang up everywhere. Now, it was a joke trying to limit this strictly to medicinal purposes. Because anybody could basically go, and it was easy to find out which doctors would give you a pot card. Any doctor can give you a um, a pot card, and then you can go out and buy pot uh, legally and uh, 
use it for whatever purposes uh, you wish. So, you know, the whole thing about uh, about pot is is another example of trying to uh, ban a substance that the public uh, didn't agree with, and uh, today's laws uh, prove that point. In more and more states, I believe, before it's all said and done, uh, states like, well, Oregon, Washington State, Colorado now, uh, you can legally, uh, under circumstances, you can legally buy it. So uh, I think it's the trend has been set with that question. Well, that's another thing, too. I think in the end, I suspect at least as long as you have the current administration and the current points of view that this is going to be a trend and that marijuana will ultimately become more legal in more places. But again, I only concern here is just people driving under any influence. Well, let me, let me just say this, that uh, when I was a cop, believe me, I would have much rather had to deal with somebody that was smoking pot than somebody that had a belly full of beer. Let me tell you, uh, because I have uh, very, very seldom ever seen anybody doing pot that got violent, but you certainly couldn't say that about drunks. Yeah, it sounds to me like that would be the most, as they say, questionable thing, because someone who's drunk can become violent. Someone who is stoned on pot tends to mellow out, I guess. We're going to be mellow here because you have Gene and Chris and you're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com you land in Buenos Aires, then are shuttled to Santa Rosa, where a nicely furnished cabin with all amenities, Wi-Fi, executive food and wine, and laundry service awaits. After a good night's sleep, your adventure begins. You're on a golden stag safari for big game. But it's not Africa, it's Argentina. One-on-one guided hunts for water buffalo, cougar, bighorn rams, wild boar, and the biggest stag deer in South America. All gold medal quality. All the action you can handle. Land Rovers. Top rental guns with scopes. All food, beverages, hunting guides, ground transportation included, and more. All more affordable than you can imagine. The adventure of a lifetime starts at GoldenStagSafaris.com. The big game hunting ranch. GoldenStagSafaris.com. 
Would it save you time to get the best quality water filters and the best quality storable foods from one company? You bet it would, and now you can at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. Big Berkey water filter products and great-tasting, long-lasting, storable, wise foods are both now available on one website, BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. Wise foods, ready-to-eat meals are packed in airtight nitrogen pouches and come with a 25-year shelf life. Big Berkey water filters are powerful enough to purify treated, untreated, or even stagnant pond water. Combine Berkey water filters with wise foods for an unbeatable preparedness combination. Get free shipping on every order over $50. And GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit Big B-E-R-K-E-Y waterfilters.com or call 877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Or go to BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. Who wants to be disease-free, full of energy, and vibrant health? Two reasons you may feel constantly tired and run down could be that your body's acid level is high and your pH level is low. How does acid enter your body? A cup of coffee, a sandwich, tap water, stress, and cell phones. Plus, your own body produces acid on a regular basis. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops alkalize the water you drink and raise your pH level. They promote more oxygen in your system, higher energy potential, and many other documented health benefits. And studies show viruses, bacteria, and toxins cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops is the least expensive and the best pH level product you can buy. Order AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops for just $29.95 at AlkaVision.com, spelled A-L-K-A Vision.com, or call 800-518-7615. That's 800-518-7615. Alkalize your body, supercharge your health with pH Drops from AlkaVision.com. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. We have the not-so-mellow curmudgeon himself, Don Eckert. Aw, oh, is that fair, Gene? <laughs> hey, listen, you know. That's great. That It's one of the things that your audience and Gene and I really love about you is, boy, it's straight talk with Don Ecker. <laughs> yeah, well, there's yeah. only one way to give it, and, and the question yeah, and you want to I aspire. I aspire towards that, believe me. <laughs> Don Ecker's Straight Talk Express. Yeah, me and uh, uh, John McCain, what can I tell you? <laughs> So, anyway, guys, um, you fellows have had some real coups this year with the Paracast. And where do you see that? Uh, let, me, let me turn the tables on both of you right now. Where, where do you see that heading Uh-oh. down the road? Uh-oh, we're in trouble now. He's asking us questions. Well, uh, that's a really good question, Don. I mean, you know, this past year has been very... Uh, it's been very eventful, and you know I think the Paracast and your show and just a handful of other shows, at least in the paranormal realm, have kind of assumed the mantle of of being the cops here, and and we really need to self police ourselves in this field and weed out the chafe and and separate the signal from the noise and focus on what may be the most viable avenues for new insight, new understanding, new awareness about this very complex subject. And uh, it's a tough job. Unfortunately, there's not many podcasts out there that are doing it, although there are some, and, and we can cite them. But, but you're right, Don. This is 
you know, it's a brave new world out there with the yeah. internet. Hey, a well, lot of people are being programmed by a lot of uh, BS, as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah, that that's always the problem. But let me ask you a question. Let me do a, a follow up, if you will. What you just said about being the the police of the paranormal was something I felt uh, we were trying to do in UFO magazine over 20 years ago. Now, here's the question. Ultimately, does it do any good? And, you know, God knows that on my show, I've, I've proceeded down that line. Uh, the Paracast often has proceeded down that line. Uh, there are a number of classic episodes on the Paracast, especially a number of years ago that are somewhat famous today with, uh, with Gene and when David Biedney uh, also co-hosted on there, where you guys went after some people that had literal meltdowns on the show. People like Stephen Greer, people like uh, the guy from the Disclosure Movement, and even criminals and, and uh, thieves that, that you brought <laughs> You know, we shall re remain nameless, right? Uh, his name was Bill Nell. But, uh, <laughs> I was about to say the death knell on his future appearances on the Paracast because he hung I, up on us. And, and Steve Bassett uh, in terms of disclosure. But, yeah, right. he had a pretty major meltdown, too. He got really uppity with us. But you see, th this is my, uh, my point. Regardless of how many times you have done that, or that I have done that, these guys continue marching down the path, you know? And there are still people out there that are willing to follow them, regardless of how many times they've been exposed. So what ultimately, what good does it do, I guess, is my, is my point. I think if we don't do it, and you don't do it, and it doesn't get done, then a lot of people out there will continue to express unproven claims and people will accept it because there's no contrary point of view a lot of shows are just they just sit back and they let people make all the exaggerated claims well, it's and they pander to their listeners and they regard it as a source of entertainment and that's how they make their paycheck well you know an example now often it will also depend upon the host, if you will, and, and something that I pointed out several times. Uh, back in the heyday of late-night talk radio with Art Bell, now there's no doubt, I don't think, in anyone's mind that ever heard Bell or even appeared on Coast to Coast, either as a caller or a guest uh, with Art Bell, that he was a master showman. He learned from Long John Neville. Long John Neville was the kind of person who would occasionally pull pranks just to keep an audience. Exactly. Now, now Art, over the years, had a number of people that he would bring on because it uh, was entertainment. Now, the one guy that, that I invariably will point to is Ed Danes, who has for years himself as a remote viewer. Dr. Doom, okay? And uh, I couldn't tell you. Now, we just recently had uh, on DMR, we had a, uh, an apocalyptic show, the end of the world show, which, of course, uh, guys, uh, in case no one mentioned it, we're still here. Uh, 
But, you know, there were people out there that, that believed the world was coming to an end. And, and Ed Dames, often through his remote viewing prowess, would, uh, would predict the end of the world for many number of things. And Art would sit there and ooh and ah and uh, never challenge him. But yet, in a very famous incident back in February of 2001, I was a guest on Art show. And I was talking about lunar transient phenomena and had sent Art a number of photographs. And uh, my golly, you'd have thought I was trying to uh, sell uh, ownership deeds to the Brooklyn Bridge, the way uh, Art, in a very polite way, but in a very polite way, how he came after me. And, you know, claiming uh, until I actually uh, metaphorically, you know, pointed his nose at, at some of the things I was describing. And even then, Bell, who admitted he saw what I was describing, said, well, are you sure, Don, that uh, we're just not looking at too many pictures or, you know. So basically, it all depends upon the host, whether they're really being upfront and honest or whether they, they have their own agenda to push. And I could never understand that because some of the things that that art had pushed over the years <laughs> well i mean he had some he had some real crazy shows in the past well i think that was also the problem with long john nebel that sometimes he would expose somebody let them look like a bunch of fools and other times he'd get them on the air and he just let them go and let yeah. them do their thing and one time there was a scene where they were talking i think about the men in black and he said something about nobody was going to cut us off the show. And then music started playing. And they had this hoax where supposedly they got a call from someone in management over at WOR. This is back, what, in the late 50s, early 60s. The engineer gets this phone call to stop the show and start playing music instead. That, of course, was one of Long John's tricks. You're not going to see that here at the Paracast, and I'm sure on Don's show, I think, you know, one thing that's really uh, important is we need to get, you know, ratchet up the seriousness here in this field. You know, how can people really know some sort of editorial stand in this subject area if you're willing to do a Mosley or a Neville or suspend your disbelief like George Snorri or Art Bell? That's why your show, Don, and the Paracast, I think, are really important because you know, we got our game faces on here. Sure, we'll laugh at the jokes and we'll, you know, we'll we'll try to get our guests to feel, you know, comfortable to to come forward and, and talk about, you know, their work and all that. But we don't go there. We're not in this for the entertainment value. We're in this to get to the truth. And that's what's important. And one of the things that uh, I think that, you know, my, my predecessor here at the Paracast with Gene and, and those first two and a half, three years, what we did was we actually put the fear of God in anybody that uh, might have some sort of wobble in their force. And so it's very difficult for us now to get those guests on the air that we really want to, you know, <laughs> you know, put the fire under their feet. Before, so. before someone puts the fire at our feet. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. <laughs>
Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Food storage? Check. Survival tools? Check. Weapons and water filters? Check. But what about a permanent source of cooking power that can run forever without buying fuel or paying for maintenance? Introducing Afterburner Stoves, home of the original patented rocket stove, the Kelly Kettle, and the Solo Stove. Afterburner Stoves has what you need and now offers all GCN listeners our complete preparedness package with the means to cook meals and sanitize water. Whether you dig in or bug out, cook almost any meal with just a handful of sticks. We already have the lowest online prices guaranteed, but if you enter coupon code GCN at checkout will knock off an additional 15% and send you our amazing six hour solar rechargeable light bulb absolutely free. All for only $249. Visit afterburnerstoves.com or call 866 716 5214. 866 716 5214. Afterburnerstoves.com. Cook hot meals with just a handful of sticks. Do you owe the IRS money that you can't pay? Are tax liens and levies ruining your life? Are you tired of being afraid just to go to the mailbox? If this describes you, then Dan Pilla can help. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been solving tax problems for more than 30 years. In fact, I wrote the book that made it possible to negotiate settlements with the IRS, and I've helped thousands of people do exactly that. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. New changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever before eliminate their debts once and for all. There's no need for you to suffer another day with IRS debt. Call 800-346-6829. I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. Alex Jones here with a message that could revolutionize health in this country. Going back about a year and a half ago, I began to learn about the incredible health effects of Longevity products. Aaron Dykes lost 92 pounds. We're going to show you some before and afters. Aaron Break down what happened, your story. I've worked really hard with diet and exercise to try to lose weight, but I just didn't get the results. It just didn't happen. Then I saw what you were doing with InfoWarsTeam.com. 
I wasn't even trying to lose weight, but I got it because I wanted to feel better energy. I wanted that nutrition. Didn't even understand how that could kickstart my own weight loss goals, but the products did that for me. I found myself suddenly losing weight, more energetic, wanting to exercise, wanting to eat the right foods. And they don't even advertise it as weight loss. I want to challenge our radio listeners to go to InfoWarsTeam.com, sign up as a distributor, and get wholesale pricing discounts at InfoWarsTeam.com. With Gene and Chris in the Paracast, we have Don Ecker, and one of the issues that Chris was raising before we did the break is the fact that there are some guests we'd like to put their feet to the fire, but they are reluctant to come on. Yeah. Whitley Strieber, come on down. Andrew Bassagio, come on down. Shall I keep naming names, Gene? Don? Yeah, I I uh, I was going to name a few names. I tried uh, desperately to get Dick Hoagland to come on DMR because, <laughs> quite quite frankly, I have a, a number of questions that I would like to put to Richard. And back in the '90s, Dick was uh, was quite. Uh, free and open to come on my original radio programs. And uh, I guess it's been two years ago now that uh, I had been in communication with, uh, with Richard Hoagland up on uh, Facebook through his Facebook account and was trying to uh, get him to come on my show. And suddenly Dick quit uh, responding to my invitations. I mean, not even to the point where he would say, uh, Don, go to hell. I mean, it was just nothing, deafening, deafening silence. So I think that uh, uh, in a case like that, uh, and these, some of these people like uh, Basagio and uh, uh, some of these other people that have been making these absolutely extraordinary claims uh, if they refuse to uh, to come on a show that's going to have some honest questioning, and uh, they will only go on programs that have no questioning, will accept everything they say uh, without uh, without comment or remark, that it behooves us, Jane, Chris, myself, to uh, be willing to talk about that on the uh, on the air, if you will. Well, you know, here's one of the things, too, and that is on a rare occasion we get criticisms from listeners who say, why won't you let the guests talk? Why do you stop them with a question? And, of course, I say, well, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, this is not a, uh, a public forum where, you know, you, you must uh, expect that somebody is going to come on and uh, just spout whatever it is they're spouting without comment or remark because then you know you don't have a uh, you don't have an honest uh q a an honest uh uh you know if somebody is telling you that hey ufos are landing uh twice a week in my backyard and they're coming out and giving me the secrets to the universe and here are these secrets well i mean a claim like that begs a million questions like, for example, uh, 
Okay. Well, why don't you uh, why don't you tell me uh, when these nights are so somebody can go out and verify that or take some photographs or you know any number of questions. So there it is. I mean, if you're going to do a show where you're trying to educate the audience uh, that some of these claims, in fact, might be real and uh, a lot of them aren't. Uh, it uh, falls to the host to uh, provide the mechanism where uh, these claims are examined. Well, this is why we continue. This is why we persevere. And this is why we continue to try to get these guests on. Now, I remember the encounter I had with the one, the only, Whitley Strieber over at this UFO event outside of Scottsdale. Chris, you weren't with me at that point. You were with me in the sense of you were on the scene, but did you uh, hear? I wasn't standing there right when you first initially approached him. I was there when you said hello to him uh, for a second time, and he kind of, you know, he just put his nerdy professor look on, kind of, hung his head and, and, and waggled it and walked away. But, um, yeah, Whitley Strieber is someone that we, we would love to get on the show. There's a number of people that we would love to really dig into, you know, why they are receiving the amount of attention and credulity out there in the community. Uh, Alfred Weber, uh, you know, I could, I could rattle off a list of names. Laura Eisenhower, um, this new guy that's on, on the scene, uh, What's his name? Uh, Dietrich. Uh, I would love to talk to this guy. Very interesting character. But I think our reputation precedes us. And, you know, people have been maybe advised, well, if you don't want to have to deal with the hot seat and the heat in the kitchen, you maybe better kind of turn down an invitation from the Paracast or, or from Dark Matters for that matter. So, you know, we're running this kind of weird tightrope of, of being entertainment and open enough and not being too critical in the minds of the people that really need to be exposed. Uh, you know, present company, uh, you know, before mentioned company excluded. Well, I don't know if, if necessarily the, the right adjective is these people need to be exposed. I think these people need to be questioned. I think they, the the claims need to be examined, and uh, yeah, that, that's kind of what I meant um, by exposed. I mean exposed to a critical audience. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think that's the other thing about the paranormal field. A lot of people listen to these shows with the expectation of being entertained. They don't care if it's real. They don't care if there are UFOs or not, or ghosts or not, except in a very, shall we say, superficial way. They just want to be wowed. And unfortunately, there are a number of venues where they can go ex for exactly that, uh, that purpose. But it's never been the Paracast. It's never been Dark Matters Radio. And if you want to, you know, at least watch a number of people try to get to the bottom of some of these claims, then those are two programs that I would suggest uh, do that. The Paracast traditionally has always been uh, viewed in that regard, and so has, uh, has My Dark Matters Radio. Now, one of our more interesting episodes is when we were discussing on occasion a certain figure in UFO research who co-wrote a book with Dr. J. Allen Hynek claiming to have a doctorate from MIT 
and all these other credentials, and it turned out all that stuff was a fake. Yes, and that was it. That was exposed primarily uh, on the Paracast forums initially. That right, it was exposed by our friendly skeptic Lance Moody, and I know you looked into it from the standpoint of his possible military background. This particular researcher. Well, I don't know why you're not naming him, Gene. It's Philip at Broadno. Well, I'm just didn't want to give him the free publicity because some people don't care what you say about them as long as you get their names right and spelled correctly. Well, yeah. Now, this guy had been a guest on uh, my program several times, and it was somebody that, quite frankly, I had known somewhat going back over 20 years. And he is one of the co-authors on one of the classics in the UFO research field back in the 80s uh, that, you know, came out along with uh, Dr. J. Allen Hynek and... Uh, well, Night Siege, but we're still not sure exactly how much involvement Hynek had in that book. There's been some question about that very fact uh, coming up with the, you know, revelations of Imbrogno's uh, <laughs> kind of erroneous uh, statements of his background. Right. Well, his, you know, he made a point... And at the time, uh, along with a lot of the other information he was, he was throwing out on my program, he made a point of mentioning his military background, being in uh, the American uh, elite army group, the Special Forces, and serving on across-the-fence missions in Cambodia during the Vietnam War. And uh, it wasn't until Lance Moody came up and, and had messaged me privately that he had discovered that uh, the claims of Imbrogno about his Ph.D. from MIT were totally erroneous. And, uh, you know, that's when I decided to uh, contact my military contacts to find out if, in fact, Imbrogno uh, had served in special forces. Now, here was a guy that went back well over 25 years, was a name that was well-known in the field, and had done uh, what previously was thought to be some extremely important work. And, of course, it turned out that his Ph.D. claims were totally bogus, his military claims were totally bogus. And if he's going to uh, prevaricate on those, on those two primary aspects to his biography let me sum it up before we do the break if that's what he's doing why believe anything he writes about we have don ecker with gene and chris you're in the paracast the gcn radio network providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio g c n Great Talk Radio starts here. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. 
Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Fight back this cold and flu season with the world's best garlic extract, Ali C. Why Ali C? Because it helps your body fight viruses, bacteria, and fungi. Ali C has been scientifically proven in double-blind studies using low doses to greatly reduce the number, severity, and duration of common colds. Ali C contains 300 milligrams of stabilized allicin, the active ingredient in crushed garlic. Studies show Ali C is effective against MRSA, bacterial, fungal, and viral infections. One tablet of Ali C has the equivalent of 40 cloves of garlic. Ali C supports your body's resistance to all types of conditions and can help lower high blood pressure and high cholesterol. So boost your body's resistance to infection with nature's best garlic extract, Ali C. For more information and to order Ali C, call 877-888-7126 or go to garlichealthproducts.com. That's 1-877-888-7126 or go to garlichealthproducts.com for your Ali C today. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Jane Steinberg. With Jane and Chris on the Paracast, we're doing our last show of 2012 with our good friend Don Ecker, who's our favorite critic. He stands with us in trying to expose the fakers. By the way, Chris, we did have a short thread in the Paracast forums at forum.theparacast.com where we had a question bank that we opened up for Don Ecker. We do. Yes, and a couple of questions. I think one of them I already answered with Don kind of early on in the show, and I'll look at that and make sure we don't get to that particular question again because I'm sure people don't want to hear the same thing over and over again. Don, we have we have some questions here in the question bank from uh, our you know very faithful posters here at forum.theparacast.com. And Ward is a longtime poster. He's one of our longest uh, veterans at the forum, and he wonders about your your support of the STS forty eight footage that you broke on Larry King. Do you still believe that it shows something anomalous and not frozen particles floating in space? Yes, yes, I do. I that that is a case that has uh, basically haunted me for years, and in uh, the exposing that story uh, on STS forty eight, uh, after I I had been made aware of it from a UFO investigator back east who sent me the footage originally, uh, and this is something I always try to. I, I never try to hog credit to myself where it's not due. And this is a guy, and I've, I've mentioned his name, oh, many times in the past, was a fellow by the name of Donald Ranch in Maryland. And uh, Don sent me that footage. And when I looked at it, I got to tell you, the very first time I, I ever saw that footage, it floored me. It was one of those, oh, my God moments, okay? 
And uh, I, in turn, got in touch with the producer I knew uh, on CNN uh, who produced the Larry King show at the time. And uh, he invited me to go down to CNN here in Los Angeles. And they beamed that film back to him in Washington. He looked at it. And he said, oh, yeah, we got to we gotta get this on the air. So, like Larry King always did, he wouldn't ever just look at a story and, uh, and discuss the story. He always had to have a pro and con. So they uh, solicited from me names of skeptics that they could bring on with this particular story. And, of course, at the time, this was back in June of 92, I suggested class, Philip class, and for whatever reason, class didn't want to go on. So the next guy that I suggested to them was Dr. James Oberg, and Oberg, who was a contract scientist working with NASA, accepted. Now, uh, regardless of how you feel about this story itself, if you watch that episode, and uh, you certainly can watch that episode, it's up on YouTube, I believe. As a matter of fact, I have a, uh, a copy of it. You will notice that during the uh, time that Oberg and I are commenting on this, very often, Oberg, when, when I would point something out about this footage, would not address my points but he attacked me, which is one of the things that, uh, you know, is a skeptical meme, and that is uh, if you can't attack the information, attack the person presenting it. And uh, this, in, in my view, is uh, a classic case in point of a, a case, a, a, an episode on Larry King that should have made worldwide news because what it's showing in that footage which incidentally was all nasa footage it was uh, not from you know joe schmo uh down in peoria illinois shooting it with his handy cam this was actual footage from nasa shows an unknown object that is flying above the limb of the earth while they were above uh, New Zealand and Australia, and something happened which suggested that some type of weapon was fired at this. This object then made violent, um, evasive maneuvers to get out of the way of whatever it was that was fired at them. And, uh, I mean, it was one of the most stunning pieces of footage that I ever saw, period, in all the years that I was involved in active UFO research. Uh, and the whole thing about it being frozen particles. Now, this is something that I've mentioned again in the past that uh, never seems to stick. But when this case first broke, that's what NASA was claiming the audience was viewing, was frozen ice particles from a wastewater dump. The fact of the matter was the water dump had not happened yet. Okay, and when uh, the shuttle moved, the camera also should have moved. That was one of the items that uh, Jim Oberg was pointing out on this broadcast, that what you were actually seeing was the 
thruster jets maneuvering the shuttle about. That's what that brilliant flash of light was that precedes what I said was a weapons firing. Had that have been true, then the entire picture would have would have changed angle because the camera was bolted to the shuttle. And the fact of the matter is, the shuttle, uh, what you were viewing, never moved until later. So, you know, this is a case... Totally agree with you on that. That That is one of the most startling pieces of footage that I've ever seen that, that is, in my mind, irrefutable. Um, I have really scrutinized that, that section of footage many times, and I, I think, uh, Don, you're absolutely correct. That's that that could be smoking gun evidence of of um well it it just opens up a huge can of worms about you know what sort of facility do we have down there what kind of weaponry do we have and and what are the capabilities of these craft i mean that thing i mean it took off once it did its uh, you know evasive maneuver man it was gone and it 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 appeared to leave faster than the <laughs> than the actual weapon was able to chase it uh, Exactly. Yeah. So here's one. Here's another one that I, I think is a really good question. This comes from uh, one of our newest uh, additions to the forum at, at theparacast.com, Aldo Poe. And this, I know, this is a tough question, Don. But I, I get asked it all the time, but uh, I'd, I'd be interested to hear your your response. Over the years of all the different investigations you've done, which one sticks out to you as being? truly disturbing is this sts uh, 48 footage one of them or is are there others well yeah of course sts is is always been disturbing but when i first uh, entered the field chris gene um, i was known primarily for my investigation into mutilation research now the uh uh, fact of the matter was, back in 81, 82, I had uh, been lead investigator on a couple of cattle mutilations. And uh, that, of course, was, uh, was always disturbing, even before I realized that there might be a connection to uh, the UFO phenomenon. Okay, this was, uh, was years before my, my involvement in UFO research. Now... Uh, when I began to initially do some armchair research, when I got my first computer system, and uh, now we're talking about 1987, I was friends with a guy who at the time was the state director for the Mutual UFO Network in the state of Idaho, a guy by the name of Don Mason. And we were, uh, were becoming pretty good friends. And I was talking to him one day. We were talking about uh, cattle mutilation. And I'll tell you what, let's hear the answer to what you guys were talking about in a moment. We have Don Ecker with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. 
And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. On the average, Americans work between 45 to 50 years hoping to build up enough wealth to retire and live out their golden years. Unfortunately, with taxation, the rising cost of food, energy, housing, and medical, many retirees are forced to live below the poverty line. Is this a fly-free enterprise, or is our monetary unit we call the Federal Reserve Note forcing us into perpetual debt, ensuring inflation and higher taxes? These questions and more can be answered by reading G. Edward Griffin's book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Congressman Ron Paul states it's what every American needs to know about central bank power. A gripping adventure into the secret world of international banking cartel. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I will give a silver dollar from the early 1900s to anyone who purchases this book. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order a copy today. It's critical that the public be made aware of the system. Call and order your copy today at 1-800-686-2237. That's 1-800-686-2237. What's better than Mountain House freeze-dried food? Buckets of Mountain House freeze-dried food. Now the freeze-dried guy introduces convenient, easy-to-store Mountain House survival buckets filled with our top-selling items. Each item is sealed in a Mylar-type pouch, and each pouch is neatly packed in clear buckets so you can easily see the contents inside. These Mountain House survival buckets come with well over a 25-year shelf life and are perfect for emergency preparedness, camping, backpacking, or at-home use. Go to freezedryguy.com, click on freeze-dried foods, and choose our 12-month, 6-month, 3-month, 1-month, or or seven-day Mountain House Survival Bucket with 32 generous servings starting at just $69.95. And all orders to the lower 48 ship free. Call 866-404-3663 or go to freezedryguy.com. That's 866-404-3663 or go to freezedryguy.com. 100% veteran-owned. The Freeze Dry Guy. Utopia Silver understands that mainstream medicine and the rising cost of health care can financially destroy any family. We simply cannot afford to get sick. The only option is to stay healthy. Americans are learning that ill health is not caused by a deficiency of drugs. It's usually the result of a deficiency of minerals, vitamins, proper nutrition, and exercise. UtopiaSilver.com offers colloidal silver and healing protocols for vaccine and radiation poisoning, arthritis, insomnia, and more. If you're sick of unconstitutional government mandates, then stand up now and say no. The time is growing short to put this evil genie back in its bottle. Join Utopia Silver in promoting good health and fighting for our God-given health care rights. Visit utopiasilver.com, U-T-O-P-I-A-Silver.com, or call 888-213-4338. That's 888-213-4338. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. 
With Gene and Chris on the Paracast, we have Don Ecker with our year-ender show. So much to talk about, your questions and our questions. Don was talking about a conversation with a fellow researcher on cattle mutilations. Please. And this guy, uh, who was the state director for MUFON in the state of Idaho, uh, told me about a case that he had just come across through a law enforcement uh, uh, official that had taken place in uh, outside of Jerome, Idaho. Now, before I proceed describing this, I got to tell you that it's uh, it's an extremely troubling and often very concealed part of the UFO phenomenon, and I ended up banging my head for three years uh, against basically what was, uh, among other things, official government denial. Uh, I I know I put myself on a number of radar screens in not only law enforcement, but uh, also with the feds with this. Oh, you too, huh? Yeah. (laughs) But... Basically, it involved a human being that was mutilated just like a cow. Now, uh, I got to tell you, initially, I was I was not uh, sure I believed this, and then I talked to this police officer, and I had just medically retired from my department, and it piqued my curiosity to say the least. So I decided, well. This will give me something to chew on. Uh, boy, the hubris that uh, I demonstrated then was was breathtaking in, in hindsight. But I, I know about decided- the, about the the chew on metaphor though. That's a little disturbing, Don. <laughs> yeah, we got to watch what you're eating, my friend. Well, I decided to uh, to dive into this and uh, see where it led me. Now, initially. Uh, I began calling a number of researchers and talked to a number of researchers, and it was amazing uh, in in the reaction that I got. And I went to uh, several brother police officers and requested that, on my behalf, they make inquiries into the NCIC computer database back east, uh, which is held by the FBI. And basically what I requested was a uh, search going back 20 years, and I I specified the criteria uh, of human victims and uh, that were unsolved homicides or suspected homicides that basically demonstrated that these people had been mutilated just like a cow. And uh, which uh, that guy that I had mentioned initially outside of Jerome, Idaho, when they found him, he was mutilated like that. So I knew that there was at least one case. And my friends, after I made the, re- the uh, request, and they were incidentally with three different law enforcement departments, okay, Three totally different law enforcement departments. And everyone was shut down. Of course, after the first request went in, I'm sure flags were raised. But they were shut down almost immediately. And a couple of them, a couple of these guys who were incidentally detectives got back to me 
and basically chewed on me. So what the hell are you trying to get me involved in here? You know, I ended up getting, uh, getting my backside chewed off by my supervisor because apparently somebody called them up and raised cane with them uh, because of this inquiry. I knew then that there was undoubtedly, at least as far as I was concerned, a cover-up with this question of human mutilation. At least indication that it may be above and beyond a single case. Um, Yeah, my God, yeah. Well, you see, I talked to a number of people. I talked to William Moore, okay? We all will remember William Moore of MJ-12. I talked to John Keel about this, and incidentally, Keel put me on to a couple of cases that he was aware of. Now, this this one was spooky, but it took place in Mexico, very close to the Texas border, where a severed body fell out of the sky onto a highway, okay? And, of course, there, were, there was traffic on the highway, and according to what Keel told me, Driver stopped, jumped out, looked up, didn't see anything, but here was this body that fell out of the sky. I was aware of some bodies that uh, had been mutilated that were back in New York State. Surprisingly, at the morgue. The bodies were were mutilated at the morgue. Uh, <laughs> you know, what do you do with this information? Well, I, how about the, the case or cases where the bodies actually indicated uh, the victims that died from drowning in salt water, if I remember correctly. Well, there was, there was one case where a cow uh, had been discovered in the ocean, under the sea, and I forget now because, boy, this has been a long time ago, but uh, apparently this cow had been mutilated, but it was discovered in open water. So, and yeah, of course it would have been salt water, so how in the world did it get out there is anybody's guess. But when I'm asked about question, now this is not to suggest that these necessarily have a firm UFO involvement. I'm not suggesting that. But it oh, is... Oh, good. I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad we had that disclaimer because I, if you hadn't made it, I would have brought it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, I've, never, I've never maintained that there's any UFO involvement to it. But whatever involvement there is with it, it, uh, it has always troubled me greatly. And i got to tell you, initially, the first couple of years that I was involved in this research, I had moments where I got pretty paranoid about this. Now, uh, one day, unsolicited, I had a telephone call from a guy who was a DEA investigator uh, that was at the time in Florida. Okay, it was Drug Enforcement Agency. Now, apparently, somewhere along the line, this guy had read the initial report that I had put together. He told me, he said, you know, he said when, when uh, after he identified himself, and I was, uh, was about 98% sure this guy wasn't uh, blowing me a line of smoke, he said, you know, he said, when I read your report initially, he said, I thought you were full of it. So I decided to do some uh, of my own research to find out if uh, you were just putting, putting the people, the public on or what. And he said, I got to tell you, pal, he said, the bottom line is, if I were you, I would stay strictly away from this. He said, because uh, you could get yourself in a world of hurt. And I said, well, what are you talking about? 
he said, well, the fact of the matter is, from what I can determine, uh, the, the lid is nailed deeply down on this. And uh, he said, uh, uh, whatever is behind this doesn't want this information uh, out there. For the and I'll tell you what, we're going to be out there if we don't do this break. We have Don Acker joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com What do you do when your propane runs out and you don't have a large amount of wood for cooking? That's when you need a Grover Rocket Stove from StockStorage.com. The Grover Rocket Stove starts easily with any combustible material like junk mail, small twigs, leaves, weeds, or dry sagebrush. Then just add a small amount of kindling wood and you'll be cooking entire meals in minutes. Grover Rocket Stoves are made right here in the USA and are built to last a lifetime using heavy-duty thick-gauge steel and are painted with high-temp paint to withstand heat. Go to StockStorage.com and see three great Grover Rocket Stoves, stainless steel, heavy-duty, or our original Grover Rocket Stove for only $135 and get free shipping to the lower 48. For phone orders, call 801-361-6984 or go to StockStorage.com. That's 801-361-6984 or StockStorage.com. The original Grover Rocket Stove Minimal Wood Use Cooking Stoves. Available exclusively from StockStorage.com. If you owe the IRS back taxes, listen carefully. Sweeping changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever eliminate their tax debts once and for all. And now, thanks to Dan Pillow, you can get the tax help you need to end your tax nightmare. Hi, I'm Dan Pillow. I've helped thousands of people reduce or eliminate tax debts they couldn't pay. And after more than 30 years of experience dealing with the IRS, I can tell you there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. With the IRS's new policies, it's easier than ever to put your tax debt behind you once and for all. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. Call 800-346-6829. Learn how I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. Or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. We can buy GMOs stressed out about money and blasted by the electric environment. Hi, I'm Pastor Ginny, and that was the state I was in back in 2010. 
Then I learned about RNA drops. I learned that 97% of my DNA that scientists have called junk is actually packed with millions of gene switches that play a critical role in controlling how my cells, organs, and other tissues behave. I learned I don't have to put up with disease decay or decline like I'd been conditioned to believe. I began taking RNA Drops, a 100% natural formula designed to turn on those switches and provide me with amazing health and joy. Learn more about RNA Drops and order a free sample today. Visit rnafreesample.com. That's rnafreesample.com. Or call toll-free 888-577-3703. Pay only shipping and handling for a free 30-day supply of RNA Drops. Get the information you need and the health you want at rnafreesample.com. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Now, maybe it's Chris's cold, but he's sounding more and more tricksterish. I don't know. <laughs> we have Don Ecker joining us in conversation. You want to continue, Don? Yeah, so basically, to answer that, that Paracast user's question... Uh, the whole question about mutilation, primarily human mutilation, has always been the one case that has troubled me the most. Yeah, you and me both. Having been in the trenches in this particular kind of corner of, of the investigative realm, a, a very dark corner, I might add, again, to echo what you mentioned before, Don, it, this is a very difficult... I mean, you're an ex-law enforcement official, and... For you to be stonewalled and to be warned off and stuff, I mean, that, to me, speaks volumes. I mean, I've, I've had a couple of hints of, of possible human mutilation cases over the, the years, and <laughs> stonewalling, that doesn't even uh, begin to describe what I had to go through. And, and I'll tell you, on a, a couple of these cases, I really, really dug. I, I, I called in favors. I, I did everything I could to get to the bottom of some rumors that I had heard. Although, off the record, people would say, yeah, something happened, but I can't talk about it. You're on the right track. Uh, you know, maybe if you ask uh, somebody else that you haven't mentioned to me. I mean, they wouldn't even tell me where to go to dig deeper. they just say that I had been digging deep enough but hadn't quite asked the right person the right question. I mean, when you start getting that kind of runaround from law enforcement officials and, 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 and people that really come across genuinely frightened. Uh, well, you know, there, there, was one, there was one incident during this investigation that I was conducting that I would be remiss if I did not, uh, if I did not mention it. Um, I've always had the highest respect for UFO investigator and former police lieutenant Larry Fawcett. Now, Larry Fawcett, along with Barry Greenwood, basically uh, wrote the definitive book on military involvement with UFOs and, and especially missile silo incursions, okay? And this book has been, uh, has been republished. I lost contact with Larry a number of years ago, although I had interviewed Larry in the past on my, on my old radio show. Now, where he is today, I'm not sure. 
But Larry and I were discussing this human mutilation thing at one of the UFO conferences where we were both at back in the 90s. And uh, I asked him, I said, Larry, I said, look, you're, uh, you're still uh, a law enforcement official because he had not yet retired then. And I said, uh, do you think I'm all wet with this or do you think there's anything to it? And he said, well, Don, he said, look, he said, uh, I'm going to tell you something. He said that happened to me. He said, take it for what it's worth. But uh, during my investigation into these UFO missile silo incursions up in Montana, he said, I was up there at a law enforcement briefing uh, with this sheriff, and he named the sheriff. And I forget now what the guy's name was. Keith Wolverton. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, that's exactly who it was. He said, the sheriff told me, uh, he said we were in his office, and he had this map up on his wall. And he said there were all these pins stuck in this map, different colors. And he said, I was looking at it, and uh, he said the sheriff, uh, Wolverton, told me, well, this color represents where there was a uh, mutilated cow found, and this colored pin uh, designates something else that might have been like uh, people reported a UFO landing. Uh, these pins show where they overflew, you know, the military bases. And Larry said, as I was looking at this map, he said, Don, he said, I saw one pin, only one, that was, I think he said, pink. And he said, I, I pointed that out to Keith, and I said, Ouch. what's that? And he said the sheriff looked at him, looked at the pin, and he said, well, he said, uh, Larry, that's where we found a human being that was mutilated, but we don't talk about that. And either did NIDS when they did an examination of cattle mutilations in Montana in the mid-'70s. That case was not brought up. Exactly. So, my friends, was I on the right track? Uh, well, maybe. Was I glad to get the hell out of that research? Definitely, because it, it ended up being totally futile and uh, got me nowhere, and it just frustrated me for over three years. And if you believe some of the, uh, the people that I've talked to since then, maybe it was a good thing I got out of that because uh, there was always the hint that under the right circumstances, uh, you could put yourself in physical jeopardy. Now, of course, oh. if you watch a TV show like Criminal Minds, you think that some kind of perfectly human actor is involved in doing this sort of thing and in manipulating and mutilating humans. Not necessarily, Gene. We have to look at the forensic evidence to determine whether a human perpetrator could be responsible. That's uh, the some question of these I'm cases, raising, sure. That's the question Some I'm of raising. these cattle cases, at least in my humble amateur estimation, could not have been perpetrated even with the aid of, of exotic human high technology are just physically impossible. So I think, Don, you raise a very good point. This is a, a very serious subject that, and, and in light of the question, a very disturbing subject, that there's not many people willing to dive into this particular uh, <laughs> very kind of black-colored pool of, of uh, I don't know what to call it. But, uh, this, this is oh, so help me here, Gene, Don, somebody. Well, yeah, but this is the CSI culture. We have TV shows where people look at this stuff and they take it in stride. 
This is something that we were uh, very, very interested in back in the day when Vicky and I were still doing UFO magazine. Now, well, we're talking we, we about thousands of pounds of physical evidence here. Uh, in, 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 you know, in the case of cattle. Yeah. So you know, we're talking about you know real potential scientific bombshells that could be produced by analyzing and publicizing the results of the analytical process for these cases. Well, we we often connected with military R&D people. And, for example, one of the things about cattle mutilations primarily, and at the time this was being touted, the uh, cookie-cutter effect in areas that had been like the rectum of a cow that had been cored out. You'll remember Linda Howe talking about that and other people. The surgical precision that eyeballs were removed from the skull and those type of things, the sexual organs removed. Yeah, that's all equivocal, though. Uh, you know, the cookie-cutter incision, I mean, very rare. The exaggeration of, of fluids and blood from carcasses. What I'm saying, Chris, we were trying to find out if it was feasible or possible that a human agency was conducting some of these. We discovered and we reported on it in UFO magazine the fact that at that time there was a new... Uh, medical device that had just been uh, released and was being tested by medics in the field, which was a handheld portable laser that uh, battlefield uh, medics could use to cauterize wounds and what have you. Right, but not cut through. You know, it's not by accident that we use uh, cowhide to, um, you know, put on soles of shoes, for instance, for, for you know, millennia, for generations. A handheld laser, lasing device cannot, you can't duplicate the precision of cookie-cutter incisions through cowhide well, with yeah, a handheld I, device. There's just I, no way. We're doing I, however, forensic analysis here of cow mutilations, and this information is, you know, frightening to some. And it's starting to sound like the CSI TV shows, but it's information we have to continue to present. We have Don Ecker for one more segment with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio, DreamHost.com radio. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. Attention, this is an announcement for our listeners who drive gasoline vehicles. Federal Consumer Protection has confirmed 
that there is now an automotive accessory that exceeds its own fuel-saving claims. Consumer Protection has confirmed that most gasoline vehicles will get 22% more miles per gallon with an accessory called Platinum 22. To find out if Platinum 22 will give your vehicle 22% more miles per gallon, you should call 1-800-LESS-GAS. You heard me correctly, 1-800-LESS-GAS. You heard me. Federal Consumer Protection has confirmed that the Platinum 22 accessory will deliver 22% more miles per gallon to most gasoline vehicles. You should pick up the phone and call 1-800-LESS-GAS to find out if it will help your vehicle. That's 1-800-LESSGAS. 1-800-LESSGAS. 22% more miles per gallon. 1-800-LESS-GAS. Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporeate e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service, fast, free, same-day shipping, and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee so are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle then call 870-518-4307 that's 870-518-4307 or visit lesig.com spelled l-e-c-i-g.com lesig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker you know what happens to your digestive health around the holidays right Unusual schedules and foods you don't normally eat can cause upset stomach and indigestion. But you can prepare your digestive tract with Pro-EM-1 Probiotic Cleanse from Terraganics.com. Pro-EM-1 is all natural and made with certified organic ingredients. It contains no genetically modified ingredients or preservatives and has no animal products, wheat, soy, dairy, or gluten. Pro-EM-1 does not require refrigeration, so you can take it with you over the river and through the woods to Grandma's house. Pro-EM-1 supports a healthy, regular digestive system, supports weight loss, and improves absorption of food nutrients. Improve your digestion and keep off those extra pounds with Pro-EM-1 Probiotic Cleanse. Call or click Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com. Toll free, 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Terraganics, life's getting better. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Okay, so when it comes to cattle mutilations, we're going to get imitations of cows mooing from Chris O'Brien, our favorite trickster. We have Don Ecker exploring the ramifications of these episodes. Continue, Don. Yeah, well, my point in the last segment, what, what I was trying to get out there, is the fact that we at UFO Magazine then were trying to look at all aspects to find out if we could come to a common consensus of what might be responsible for at least some of these cases. Don, you know there's no one-size-fits-all answer. It's multiple groups with multiple agendas, at least in my humble estimation. This is a much more complicated scenario than someone like Linda Moldy Cow, I mean, Linda Moulton Howe would say, or someone that's totally out there like David Perkins, thinking that this may be cultural stigmata, that we're 
collectively in the unconscious way manifesting cattle mutilations to warn ourselves off cattle who are detrimental to the environment. I mean, there's so many nuances and, and permutations of thinking here, but the bottom line is we have thousands of pounds of physical evidence. And anybody that doesn't understand the the gravity of that and how how we could really, with the powers of diagnostic science, really take the ball and run with it if we were allowed and we had the budgets and you know, what's going on with NIDS? They had one of the most incredible cases on record up on that Sherman ranch. They had a calf that was mutilated with the with the, the rancher and his wife in the same field, hundreds of yards away from the calf, within line of sight. And they turned around, came back within, I think, 12 minutes, maybe. That calf had been mutilated. There was a veterinary pathologist and a team of scientists on site that same afternoon. I mean, we need to see the results of the data, you know, an analysis and data gathering process that we, we know has gone on. Oh, you get absolutely no argument from me, but the fact of the matter is you never will see it because Bigelow and the NIDS team will not release that. Now, the big question is why not? What is it about this research that causes them to withhold this information, which is still as viable today because, hey, the mutilation thing is still ongoing. It's still happening. Now, if this were, in my opinion, strictly a human agency carrying this out, and it's been happening and it has been reported on since at least the 60s, there's no doubt in my mind that at some point somebody would have been found in the act of perpetrating this crime, and nobody has been. There has never been anyone arrested, successfully prosecuted, or anything else. Well, I have law enforcement sources that have gone on the record saying that they have enough evidence to name names. So, I mean, we haven't gotten to the point of a conviction, but... Well, then why haven't they? Well, because money is power. Power has influence. Influence makes makes things happen. Well, okay. But the fact still remains no one has been arrested or prosecuted successfully for this crime. It's still happening? Yep. I made a bet with Gary Massey, um, who was a longtime uh, mutilation investigator, back in 1993, I think, or, or 94, that by the end of the decade, we would have somebody at least charged with a cattle mutilation by the end of the decade. And I think it was uh, just before New Year's, 1999, I bought a Lone Star, uh, a case of Lone Star beer and paid off my uh, losing bet. I think if you made that bet with anything in the paranormal field, even UFOs, <laughs> if you think something's going to be solved or understood, you'll lose that bet. No, not solved or understood. Just just a single person being charged. Sure. It has, Never a resolution. Never. It has not happened. So uh, we're still left with an ongoing mystery. Uh, it's a mystery that is not often talked about these days. Uh, and actually, if you get if you get down to the bottom of it, what is being talked about these days? Uh, you know, this Mayan apocalypse, which was supposed to have happened uh, <laughs> a little over uh, a week or or so uh, ago, it's it's you know another big fizzle. Much you know, we always hear that though. This is 
part and parcel of how things work. We hear about these end-of-the-world scenarios, and they never work, or maybe we just went into another universe or another level of existence. That's the excuse. Yeah. Well, it, it's basically, uh, you know, more crapola from some, unfortunately, from some very sloppy thinkers. So you're dealing with uh, what people want to believe in many cases as opposed to what is, and that's always a danger in this uh, field. We have about four minutes left. Is there time for a quick question, or should we move on? Oh, go, go, go for whatever you want to do. Chris? Well, Ward, again, one of our longest posters at forum.theparacast.com, he said, I've been listening to you for years, Don, and to me, your most groundbreaking interview is the Vito Sicari? Sicari. Sicari interview on UFOs Tonight in the 1990s. Could you describe the impact this interview had upon you? And you only have three minutes left to do it. Sorry. Well, okay. Vito Sicari was a petrochemical engineer that I interviewed in November of 1995. And it was in uh, regards to, actually, my research in lunar phenomena. And Sicari had one of the most amazing stories, and, and uh, quite a bit of it was, was later uh, verified. But the absolutely unbelievable odyssey that NASA put him and another guy through back in the late 1970s when they went down to Houston to basically see some of our publicly available lunar photographs. And the three weeks of absolute hell that they went through, including being threatened under national security laws, I mean, it was unbelievable. But the bottom line was that they somehow persevered. And the fact was when they finally got in to see some of these lunar photographs, and they found out about them originally from George Leonard's book, Somebody Else is on the Moon, that was written back in the mid-'70s. Leonard was a scientist, was a science writer, had some friends in NASA that put him onto these photographs just as the Apollo project was shutting down, which showed or seemed to show that at some point in the past, and perhaps even today, there was an ongoing lunar presence on the moon, primarily the far side of the moon, but evidence of it going around that, that body in space that somebody has been up there for a long time. Now, what does this basically mean? It means that if any of these UFO sightings over the years are real, if people have been seeing these things literally for thousands of years, does it make sense that these so-called visitors would be coming here from their point of origin every time they showed up? Or would it make more sense that they had bases throughout our solar system, including the moon, which basically has all the criteria to uh, have an ongoing presence there if you have the technology to extract it, everything from water, yes, there is frozen water on the moon, to uh, other things that they would need to keep a facility or a colony ongoing. Would it make sense that they might be coming from a much closer point of origin than uh, somewhere out in deep space? And the fact of the matter is, uh, this is an aspect that NASA 
has basically gone out of their way to keep covered up for many, many, many years. Yeah. Don Ecker, tell our listeners where they can find more of your work. Well, a lot of it is up on the net, uh, Gene. And, of course, Dark Matters Radio. To hear the broadcast live, you can go to www.dqrm.com. That's a live feed. DMR runs Monday through Friday nights beginning at 10 p.m. Pacific time until midnight. All the archives are up there, and there's quite an extensive number of, uh, of shows that are in Incidentally, are all freely available. Basically, I'm, I'm no longer involved with UFO Magazine. And uh, the only other place to, to see a lot of my work is on the Dark Matters Radio Forum, which is on the Paracast. And special New Year's wish from us at the Paracast. Check us out. All our material at theparacast.com. From Chris and me to Don Ecker, thanks for joining us this week on the Paracast. Hey, thanks for being on, Don. Hey, my pleasure, guys. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>